Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the logger end of the world's end one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we are preparing to annihilate Minute 15, which begins with Peter suggesting that maybe Gary is late because he was in an accident and <laughs> ends with Gary wanting to get this antique on the road show. Uh, great quote. I uh, yep. I really love... Uh, I really, really love Eddie Marsden's like, oh, sorry, Andy. Like, sorry. Sorry, Andy. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Actually. <laughs> an accident. Gary getting no, no, an no, accident. No. Gary getting <laughs> the accident be the best thing for all of us, including Gary. And Oliver's little smirk on his <laughs> hearing that. I don't know. It's just, it's really yeah. it's really great. So good. Uh the beast arrives. Yes. Uh the beast arrives in a pillow of smoke. Playing uh, <laughs> exhaust. Playing, I uh, couldn't couldn't get the track. It's uh, it's uh, uh, there's no other way by Blur. Ah, okay, that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. Blur, of course, uh, being the band uh, most notable for two things. One, uh, being uh, the band who had uh, Song Two, um, which is easily their biggest breakout hit, mm-hmm. at least in America. Um, and then of course, uh, also being, uh, partially responsible for the creation of the gorillas. Yeah. So kind of funny, uh, that came out in April of 1991, the second mm-hmm. single off their debut album leisure. So this actually came out after the golden mile. Yeah. Which is uh, a bit, a bit cheating just a bit. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that's on the tape that, uh, Steven made for him. Yeah. Uh, Unless was- he made it for him after. <laughs> yeah i might you a mix and uh kurt cobain once told nme that uh, there is no other way was his favorite british song of 1991 mm. it is a good song it's a really good song are you a blur guy yeah i love blur uh i'm a i'm a gorillas guy and it never really seeged into me i i never i never listened to gorillas as much as i did weirdly i never was like what else has damon Auburn done oh blur yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I like both. Um, I definitely like both. I think, I think, um, I don't know that I like either one more than the other. Uh, I, 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 I do like both. I've always, I've always seen gorillas as sort of the, um, uh, the, the postal service to Death Cab for Cuties blur. Oh, blurs Death Cab for Cutie. At um, least, at least five times the output that postal service. Yeah. That's definitely true. Um, but, you know, at the time, I guess, for a while, yeah. Gorillaz only had like one album for a long time. I guess um, I, I guess I like Gorillaz more because they could go into more f- funk or hip hop places. Sure. Yeah, whereas absolutely. Blur, I think, kind of stayed in, in my, from my, pers- my limited perspective, was sort of in the uh, Britpop. Britpop era. The, yeah, the, no, I but I love Britpop. I think do. Britpop's really good. I'm 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 really into that uh the that verve. stuff. But I've always preferred Blur to like Oasis. Got it. Um 
you know, that's, that's, those are always the bands that I always hear com- uh, compared a lot sure. in Britpop is uh, at Blur and Oasis. And I've always been on the Blur side mm-hmm. of things. Um, Oasis is fine, but um, yeah. I, I just think the Blur is uh, better. Someday um, I'll kill him. <laughs> yeah, you know, that hit by Oasis. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> um, so uh uh yeah so I I I really like this song a lot. Um and it it took me a long time to it always bothered me when I would listen to the soundtrack because uh I would listen to the World's End soundtrack and this is on the World's End soundtrack but I could never figure out where in the movie this song played. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like because it was always a thing where I wasn't paying attention so much during the movie. It's not like I watched the world's end being like, okay, now I'm going to find that blur song. (laughs) It was always like I was listening to the soundtrack and I'd be like, God, I love this song, but where in the movie is this? Like I could not remember it. Um, And, uh, and then, and then finally uh, 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 I think at one point I was, watching the movie watching one of the many iterations of the times that i've watched this movie mm-hmm. i was watching it and like humming that blur song in my head um and then it played out of the beast and i was like oh there it uh, is i love that i love i think we've talked about this maybe on the scott pilgrim podcast but um i love it when a film soundtrack becomes yours more than the movies mm-hmm. where i listen to the scott pilgrim soundtrack and now when I listen to I Hear Ramona Sing, it reminds me more of my first weeks in college more than the movie Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And when I hear when I watch Scott Pilgrim and I hear Ramona Sing or I heard Ramona Sing comes on, I'm like, oh, right. That is from this movie because mm-hmm. I was just listening to that soundtrack so much that it does what any good what music does. We we're kind of polymers into your life and integrates into you now you think of oh my god i remember when that song came out or when i listened to that song oh yeah yeah no this this soundtrack uh was something i listened to constantly oh, I bet. um constantly the year that it came out it was like a full year where it was like kind of the only music i was listening to it was the soundtrack because mm-hmm. i love it so much i think it is for me it is uh the best uh edgar wright soundtrack i think it's Ooh. uh just really really good Um, high praise i know i know i know i love it um i would say uh baby driver is probably my least favorite um because while it does match the movie very well as a soundtrack on its own it's not something i want to listen to a lot right um i think that it's great in the movie but out of the movie i don't i don't love it as much scott pilgrim is always going to be my number one but that's just yeah scott pilgrim is great too scott pilgrim is great i love it also i definitely love it i think that's just more my sensibilities more so sure. than, but the world's end sounds like it's more your sensibilities yes yes definitely um yeah i love absolutely love this soundtrack and i mean i was you know i was obsessed with this movie and That's so true. it was like you know i saw this movie 12 times in theaters and in between each time i saw it in theaters i listened to the soundtrack like a dozen times yeah. you know i remember uh when baby driver came out i was i was i was making money post-mating Mm-hmm. So I would drive around LA post mating while listening to the baby driver soundtrack. That's dangerous. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Cause I was, I was doing similar stuff. I was working for shipped and I was uh, delivering groceries and shopping mm-hmm. while, while listening to the, listen to the, baby har- driver the, har- the Harlem shuffle. Yeah. So the Forrest um, Gump soundtrack is another one where I 
I like that that double album is such a like capsule of American music. Yeah, that, that that's the thing is it, I think it transcends the movie. Definitely. Uh to just being like a history of uh of uh, uh 40s to 70s rock and roll, Yeah, you know? To where like, you know, that song that soundtrack is how I first listened to uh Rainy Day Women number whatever by Bob Dylan. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. everybody must get stoned to where I actually don't remember where that's in the movie. But I know that that song is from the Forrest Gump soundtrack or there's that, that one song. I don't know why I love you, but I do. And then, <laughs> right. And I know that song really well from the Forrest Gump soundtrack. But then I'm like, oh, that is playing in the car where Forrest catches Jenny parking with the guy and he beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. What a weird movie. What a, what a weird movie, Bob. Oh, man. Bob, what are you doing? I'm just, uh, I just think it's neat. <laughs> so, uh, The Beast yeah. is a Ford Granada Mark II, mm-hmm. uh, which was a car that was first designed in 1977 and was continue continuously built uh, by Ford in Europe. From 77 to 85. Um, so who knows what year this particular beast, the, the beast is, <laughs> what, what year. Um, it's, I mean, it's hard to say when you've replaced everything in it as well. Because then it's, it's like that old uh, philosophical argument of like, if you replace everything one by one, is it still the same thing exactly, or is it not? Exactly yeah. what I was thinking. And it kind of, yeah. you know, to, not to, you know, this is kind of been a philosophical week here on the Cornetto Minute. But we've talked a lot about this week about uh, reinvention rebirth death building yourself up again remaking yourself and yeah like that that thing about like oh this is my father this is my friend jim's boat or this is my father's boat but you replace the planks you replace the walls you give it a paint job and then you still say oh this was my father's boat but is it right and look at us look at you look at people you know i don't you know, we 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 regrow and shed our skin and get new. I don't know, but you know, what, what's that thing? I don't know if that's true, but like you, you, it's like all of your cells only last like seven years, yeah, and then they yeah. they die and they're replaced by other cells, and so after every seven years, you're basically an entirely different person than yeah. you were seven years ago, like physically, mm-hmm. and yet yeah. stuff that happens to us as a as a child can be incredibly impactful. And, you know, the stuff that, you know, Gary is literally a different person from a, uh, you know, the vision from the Avengers standpoint. And yet he is still holding on to who he was in 1990. Right. Um, like, which is uh, the whole gag with this beast thing. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, yeah, it's the same old motor. And it's like, is it? <laughs> but it's still the is beast. Uh, I'm still Gary King. Are you? <laughs> uh, best 300 quid I ever spent. Yeah, so here's what I love about this. This looks like the car that I sold to you in 1989. That that means that at least what I'm what I'm gathering from that is that Peter was still working at the car place in 1989. Oh boy. His right. dad's car place and sold his first car, this car to Gary for $300. I never thought about that. I always yep. I always thought of it as like a friend to friend transaction 
But it probably isn't. No, probably yeah. not. This Jeez. is probably a reference to the fact that Pete has worked there since he was old enough to work. Wow. So Pete kind of has a lot more in common with Gary than maybe the other any of the other crew. Yeah. And that he hasn't really changed or ran very far from where he came from. Yeah. Because I think he's afraid. He's afraid to. Yeah. 1989, um, the year Batman came out. Yep. They all they all definitely saw Batman together. <laughs> they definitely did. <laughs> what I mean was like, uh, this reminds me of the car that I sold you in the summer of Batman. <laughs> 1989. Right, the Batman summer. Yeah, summer of Batman. <laughs> 300 quid. <laughs> didn't Kevin Smith like... I don't know. Didn't Kevin Smith like quit his job to go see Batman? Wasn't that like a story that he told? I think that's. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's correct. Boy, um, talking talking about soundtracks. Yeah, true. That Prince soundtrack, crazy. That zombie killing soundtrack. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, and he's late. It's almost four. He's like, you said they said you said you'd be here by at three. Yeah, three for four. Three for four. (laughs) Like what is (laughs) that? uh well like three minutes before four yeah that's what he's saying that he told them was that yeah i said i would be here three minutes before four which is such a specific number (laughs) which makes me wonder if he was late and then he was like well i'll just wait and pull up right at three for four so i can pretend that that was what i meant to do the whole time so i can make that joke yeah Um, yeah three for four you know what your problem is gary you're never wrong how's that a problem yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> How is that a problem? I'm never wrong. That's a great thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing, too, is that, like, I actually don't know if Andy is a good lawyer because <laughs> the way that he words that, you know what your problem is, Gary? You're never wrong. No, that's not his problem. His problem is that he's not never wrong. He's always wrong. What the problem is that he's not willing to admit when he's wrong. Yeah, which I think is what? It's a hundred percent what Andy means, but he 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 keeps wording it poorly. Yes, he keeps wording it poorly, and that makes me think that maybe he's not a great lawyer. Yeah, or um, Gary takes all that away. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, you know, it's a thing where like uh, you run into your ex, and all of a sudden you become that sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old kid again, mm-hmm. or like you run into a bully or someone from your past, and then all of a sudden you revert back to that person. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a little bit of that of like, oh, yeah. I, I thought I was this. I'm usually this hotshot lawyer with my name on the door, but as soon as Gary King walks in, I become the dumb, Andy. the dumb rugby player. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, she's the same old motor. <laughs> One might say an antique. I remember. <laughs> I remember this. This this joke is the joke where. You're either on board for this movie or you're not at this point. Like yeah. this is – I feel like this is the joke that separates the men from the boys. Of like, I'm out. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not going to like this at all because <laughs> um, it's a pun. I mean it's literally a pun. Yeah. Then let's say we get this antique on the road show and then just dung, dung, dung. And we'll see the rest of it next week. Yeah, you, oh, you know who man. loved the pun was old Bill Shakespeare. Yeah, that's true. Highest, uh, isn't it like the? It's like the highest form of uh, humor. Humor, mm-hmm. um, because it takes the most intelligence to 
appreciate to construct and appreciate or something like that. That's why people hate them so much. Right. Cause they, <laughs> cause they're dumb. <laughs> uh, uh, I love this joke. This is a really subtle, great visual joke when the beast pulls up and it's just, there's just exhaust everywhere right behind the beast as like as like gary pops out of the car there's an advertisement for an electric car (laughs) (laughs) production design yeah man oh i love it (laughs) look at these c words (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love it just kind of it's funny how the uh the other musketeers were it was very cordial loving but also like Oh, hello. Oh, hey, boys, here we are. Blah, blah, blah. And then Gary's like, ah, oh, you can't. What's up? Ah, fuck you. I'm Gary King. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, uh, something else I noticed, too. Have you noticed that all, all of the characters in this movie have a part in their hair? Oh, my God. No. Yeah, they all have a part in their hair, even Gary. Um, and a- Andy's is very subtle, but it's, it's like brushed in there. It's just not a, it's just not like a full part, but you can, you can see where he, like, switches from brushing down to brushing to the side on the top you know um but yeah they all have a part all of them that's interesting yeah different variations of the exact same hairstyle is that just what happens when you hit your 40s i don't know i don't know um it just uh it was just a weird character thing that i noticed knock on wood Um, i don't think i'm gonna lose a lot of my hair if if the other men in my family are any hint of what's to come yeah. Yeah, your dad has a full head of hair, so he's got like a little yeah. bald spot. He's got like that kind of I'm an old person thinning spot. Oh, like in the back? Yeah. 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 On the uh uh yeah, whatever you call that. What's the cowlick? Yeah. Back here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But uh um, but we'll see. I have a uh, it's growing in. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. I too, I don't think I'm going to uh, lose any hair, but it it will grow. It, it will go gray fairly early. It's uh, already got, starting to. Got, got, um, got that to freak me out. Yep. Um, that's uh, that's that's definitely a thing I that a, happens a, early I, in my family. I have a couple of friends that are already uh, shaving their head because of baldness. Re- that's called a reverse comb over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis did it. Yep. Dean Norris did it. It's the it's 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 uh it's it's the oh oh you're gonna go bald? I'll show you bald, you son of a bitch. You're never gonna grow it again. <laughs> Fucking hair. It's that move. Yeah. I'll show you who's bald. <laughs> Stay inside my head forever. <laughs> if you ever show your face around here, I'll cut you off so fast. <laughs> Uh, who yeah who pulls off who pulls off being bald no no that's not what i was gonna ask who pulls off showing their hair showing where their hair is not you know what i mean because like bruce willis is just bald yeah because if he grew out his hair it would show where he doesn't have hair anymore but there's some people who have that look and it works and i can't think of who that person is right now hmm I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> We've been watching too many Edgar Wright movies. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, let's get this antique on the road show. That's, God, that's 
such a big reading of that. <laughs> so awesome. Did that did that start in the UK or here? Oh, it definitely started in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Like Shining Town Station. Yeah, right. With Ringo. And then later, George Carlin. And Alec Baldwin. That's got to be one of the weirdest things, right? Like, just oh, yeah. things that have happened. There was a children's show starring Ringo. Hello. Who was later replaced with George Carlin. God's not real, you fucking idiots. Let's hop on the train. <laughs> it's, that's so weird. <laughs> That is the weirdest thing. It'd be like if 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 Steve from Blue's Clues was replaced by Billy Corgan. Well, no, it would it would be even it, it's more so than that because it would have to be Steve would have had to be somebody. Okay, yeah, it would be like if uh, I don't know if like John Ritter, you know, John Ritter was the voice of Clifford. Yeah, and then he was replaced by like Sarah Silverman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. To- it's hard to think about what that would be. Um, it'd be like if if Steve from Blue's Clues was Steven Tyler. Yeah, and, and then and then was later replaced. <laughs> it's mail time. <laughs> 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 and then was but <laughs> then was later replaced by Louis C.K. Right. That's oh, what it would be like. Oh, I can't. Blue, you can't jerk off. You can't. Oh, oh so, no. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't oh, have I, went there. I can't. Oh, I ate so much food. I'm so. <laughs> I'm just a schlubby guy. I, I can't do nothing. What's a uh, what's what's a what's a better one than uh, Louis C.K. Maybe literally anyone. Uh, but, uh like, like like David Tell. David Tell. Yeah, sure. Or like, uh, who's uh, guy- I'm trying to think of somebody who's like well respected in comedy, like Je- George Carlin, Jeff Ross. Um. I don't know these people. Mark, Jeff, like Mark, Mark Maron. Maron. Oh like my being God. Replaced yes. by Mark Maron. <laughs> yes. Mark Maron hosting Blues Clues. Yes. Absolutely. Because you know, deep down, he's a good dude. Yeah. So, uh, Blue, uh, who are your guys? Who are your guys? <laughs> so that's where you met Lauren? <laughs> what, 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 what'd your dad do? What'd your mom do? What, what was your family like? Do you like him? I like him. You keep in touch with him? Yeah, he seemed like a good dude. <laughs> Blue's a girl. Oh uh, man! So we'll leave you with that idea. <laughs> Mark Maron's Blues Clues. Mark Maron's Blues Clues, which was he would replace Steven Tyler's Blues Clues. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's never big. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, Blue. I, I didn't think we'd be able to outdo Ringo and. <laughs> Yeah, Ringo and George Carlin, but I think we did it. It's so weird that George Carlin did that. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird. I don't know. I don't, but you know, he was, that was in a weird area where he was doing like Bill and Ted and stuff too. That's true. Yeah. Hey, you know what else he was in? Jersey Hmm. Girl. Well, yeah. Wasn't that the last thing he was ever in? I think so. He was in Jersey Girl. He was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because he taught Jay and Silent Bob the rules of the road or the the code. Yeah. And he was in Dogma. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Alec Baldwin played Mr. Conductor at one point, too. In the movie. In the movie, yeah. Oh, in the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Ringo Starr from 1989 to 1990. Only one year. Yeah, 
George Carlin, 91 to 96, five years Jeez. as Mr. Conductor. Five years. And then Alec Baldwin in the movie. I don't remember. I have no memory of the conductor. when I, cause I, I used to be a Thomas Tank Engine kid. That's what we call it here in the States. And I can yeah. remember like Percy or. You don't remember Mr. Conductor? I don't, re- I don't remember the conductor. I, I remember there being a conductor, but I, I have no. I can't remember like George Carlin. He was being. little. Yeah, he was tiny. Yeah, he was tiny. That's why I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I forgot. What's her name was in it, too. Uh, from. Uh, from. Uh, uh, oh, man. Greece. Uh, Tatum O'Neill. Right. I don't know. Is that her name? Uh, 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 Sandy. <laughs> yeah. Olivia Newton-John. So. No, 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 no. Not Olivia Newton-John. Rizzo. The, the brunette. Rizzo. Was it Rizzo? I I don't know. I don't know Greece. There were there was Rizzo. There was uh, um, the girl who went to beauty school and dyed her hair pink. Okay, the one who the one who the one the only one to come back for Greece too. Frenchie Didi Khan. I, I yeah, fucking I love Frenchie. Yeah, she was uh she was like the lady who like worked at the train station. I think. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, so it was like it was like both of them. Um, yeah, it was uh, weird, right? And Gre- weird. Greece. I remember. Did I ever tell you the story? There was um, when I lived in Seattle, they had the opening, the grand opening of uh, our first like local movie theater, our first multiplex, and mm-hmm. so they were playing a mixture of old movies, like current releases at the time. This was like ninety eight, and uh, old like classics. Hmm. And I remember of the, all the choices that were presented to me, the two that I can remember were uh, the remember the movie Polly. Polly about the parrot who could talk. No, anyway, I, I remember along came Polly. Yeah, <laughs> about the parrot who can talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I chose Greece, and I got to watch Greece on the big screen. Whoa! Because that was a that was a VH that was a tape that I I that I used to wore out a lot. I don't know. There's something about Greece I really loved. I loved the music. I loved the characters and the story. And I remember going to high school and in my heart realizing that all of them were 40. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Greece was, Greece is uh, one of those ones that I can never, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, can't oh, really? get on board. Yeah. No, I hate it. I hate Greece. Oh wow. Greece is like in my list of love, like least favorite things ever. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like Greece and Napoleon dynamite uh, wow. are like up there. Top of the list, top tier, worst things I've ever seen. I like Napoleon Dynamite too. Yeah, those are uh, that's where our our Venn diagram diverges, my friend. They both, uh, I think they both. Do they both kind of bring out bad? Like, oh fuck, I hated high school. Like high school sucks. These are this is these are things that I hated about high school. No, or you just don't like you just don't like them as you don't like you don't like them as in, entertainment pieces. No, no, I don't. I don't like that they're all forty years old in Greece. I don't mm-hmm. like that it's all about high schoolers having sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like that. The moral of the story is you should be sluttier to, to be with the guy that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's the only way yeah. uh, is like change yourself. Um, don't, 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 he shouldn't change. You should change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you're a stick in the mud. You piece of crap. Um, don't like that. Uh, so yeah, really not into Greece. Um, and then, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, I didn't like because it felt like the movie was making fun of 
kids with Asperger's. <laughs> like there was um, a like there was a kid named Napoleon. They're based on Napoleon Dynamite that the movie was making fun of the whole time. Yes. That's what it felt like. Wouldn't it be really funny if we wrote a movie about that kid we all made fun of that liked Godzilla too much? That thought that thought that he was like a explorer and thought that ligers were had had wings. I was about to say ligers weren't real, but they they are real. Turns out, yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's it's the yeah. I don't know the vibe of both of those. Not into it. Mm -hmm. Not into it. It's uh, antithetical to uh, what I like. Uh, didn't he have that movie like fairly recently last like five years and it like didn't come out for like a year, something like that. Oh, Jared Hess. Yeah. Yeah. They had like, he, he did gentlemen Broncos, Mm -hmm. which I never saw, but Sam Rockwell's in it. Wasn't there a movie with Zach? uh, Oh yeah. Masterminds. Yeah. Masterminds. Where it was like delayed a bunch of times or something. God, he just loves wouldn't, what if that actor had a ridiculous wig? Yeah, he likes weirdo characters. Like she's wearing a sweater with a unicorn on it. She lives in a trailer. Yeah. Whatever that one girl that you went to school with who never left the '90s. Well, she's a character in my movie now. She's played by Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Not into it. Not into his vibe. Not into his aesthetic. Not into it. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh. I do like this aesthetic and uh we'll be uh we'll be back to talk about more of it um next week but uh in the meantime if you haven't checked out our Patreon page we'd appreciate everyone who did that's duelinggenre.com/support you can support us for as little as a, a dollar to 3 dollars a month and you'll get at a dollar you get uh the theme park this fast passes and you get the Scott Pilgrim minute podcast that Nick and I do uh with uh with a group of other dueling genre podcasters uh that's at the dollar range and then at three dollars you get everything that we do and i looked the other day because patreon uh is uh is now uh uh, counting all of the posts and uh we have 263 podcasts on patreon exclusive to patreon oh 263 okay that's a lot of content you guys yeah 263 things and you get them all for three dollars dollars a month yeah so you know help us out that yeah help us out it really you have no idea i get so chuffed every time i see a, a new uh, patreon supporter because it just means that they care enough about the stuff that we do that they're willing yeah. to uh pay for it and that's uh that's I mean, really cool it means a lot to so, us yeah it really does so that's duelinggenre.com slash support and uh we will be back on monday with minute 16 but for now let's boo boo